The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Natural healing is an evolving field with new discoveries coming forward every day. Join us to find out more about the products and methods that will work for you. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, a program with honest information and straightforward talk that will help you take control of your health. Now, here's your host, Howard Strauss. Welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, publisher of Charlotte Gerson's book, uh, Healing the Gerson Way, Defeating Cancer and Other Chronic Diseases, as well as Healing Arthritis the Gerson Way, Healing Diabetes the Gerson Way, Healing High Blood Pressure the Gerson Way, uh, and all of which have been picked up by Barnes & Noble for inclusion in their store's offerings and also online at bn.com. Also, you can purchase them at uh, gersonmedia.com, and we encourage you to look in on our website. Uh, while you're there, check out our tremendous selection of other great uh, documentaries and um, and other literature books by people who were who are very interested and knowledgeable in alternative healing and in natural healing. Uh, and these are uh, these are things. These are this is information that you can use today, today to improve your life, to uh, improve your health, to recover your health if you've lost it, and to keep your family and your neighbors and your neighborhood and eventually the world healthier and more sustainable. Well, today, folks, you have a real treat. Um, come in. <clears throat> Today we're not going to talk about uh, uh, disease and uh, and uh, difficulties with health so much as we're going to talk to uh, a wonderful, brilliant young musician. Uh, and uh, Francesca D- Dago is uh, is a brilliant violinist. Uh, she is my niece. Uh, full disclosure. And uh, she is therefore the also the great granddaughter of Dr. Max Gerson, and the granddaughter of Charlotte Gerson. Uh, so she has quite an impressive lineage. But she herself is a very, very impressive young woman. <clears throat> she's been playing uh, playing violin since she's about three. She's been performing in public since she's about four and a half, and um, and she is. Uh, she is a world-class musician now, having won many uh, contests, having competed against some of the top violinists in the world, and having studied with some of the top violinists in the world, who also are her friends and admirers, and very often uh, co-performers. Francesca Dago, uh, welcome to The Power of Natural Healing. Hi, thanks. I'm very happy to be here. Well, I'm very happy you're here too. Uh, it turns out you are in the United States <clears throat> on, a, on a concert tour. Is that correct? 
Yes, it is. Um, I've uh, just played in Santa Barbara and in Reno, and the tour will go on uh, in Florida, in Orlando, and we'll finish in Fresno at the beginning of February, at which point I'll head back to Italy and um, continue there. I have some concerts in Europe, and then I'll be going uh, this season also to China and to Japan. Wow, that's quite something. Uh, but you've played in uh, many of these uh, uh, in in many of these countries uh, before. You've certainly played in the United States before. Uh, you've done concert more than one concert tour in China, uh, and uh, and you've uh, the the only place that I have never seen on your past concert tours uh, is Casper, Wyoming. Uh, t- <laughs> tell me, tell me about that that date. Well. Um Performers, uh, concert uh, instrumentalists like myself uh, usually work with booking agencies. That means you have a manager who um, works for you uh, talking to promoters and musical series and seasons worldwide and so basically sees who's interested in inviting you and what period works and if that can be made part of a tour and if it's a good idea to do or not. So uh, one of my managers came up with the Wyoming date um, last year and uh, I'm for this year but we get booked um, almost a year in advance usually and so yes it just sort of happened and I have to admit I had to look it up on the map before um, fully <laughs> knowing where it was and uh, so yeah I'm actually looking forward to uh, being there for the first time and actually another debut this year is Japan as you said I, I have played in China various times and I've also been to Thailand and other places in Asia but not ever in, in Japan and the debut this year in Japan is with um, uh, the famous Tokyo Symphony so that'll be a highlight of my calendar this year too. Well, As another, of course we're Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> there's another there's another highlight that uh, you told me about <clears throat> earlier and uh, that's you you were invited to play uh, at the Royal Festival Hall in London. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. That is a feather in your cap. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, um, well, that's obviously, I think that's the most important date this year. And it's my London Concerto debut because I've played in London already in Wigmore Hall and in the Royal Albert Hall, but in recital, which means violin and piano. While this is a debut with one of the most important orchestras in the world, the Philharmonia Orchestra, it's one of the oldest and most famous orchestras there is, um, and most of the greatest conductors have worked with this orchestra. So it's uh, really scary, actually, and an incredible honor to be on that stage. And the concert will be on April 21st, conducted by Grant Llewellyn. Um, and, yeah, I can't wait. I'm performing Bruch Concerto, which, of course, is uh, one of the f- sort of uh, audience favorites uh, in the violin repertoire. And so, yeah, um, I'm going to do my best, and I hope it, it, it'll it'll be very exciting. Well, we, you know, uh, we've uh, we've heard your best, and it is spectacular, as have many others. I mean, you you count among your friends and admirers Shlomo Mintz and uh, Salvatore Accardo, both of whom have uh, are some of the finest violinists in the world, and um, and and many others. And in addition, um, you you perform often enough with your now husband, uh, Daniela Rustioni. 
So there are some really spectacular dates and some, some spectacular uh, admirers on your on your list there. You're really uh, you've really made a big big uh, impression on the music world. As a matter of fact, you're recording now. Absolutely, yes. I have uh, an ongoing contract with Deutsche Grammophon, uh, the leading company, uh, recording company in the world for classical music. And uh, so, yes, I'm at, I'm on my fourth CD now. Uh, my first CD was dedicated to Paganini's 24 Caprices for solo violin, uh, which we'll definitely talk about later. And uh, now I've just completed um, the recording of Beethoven's violin and piano sonatas with my long-term piano partner, Francesca Leonardi, a wonderful Italian pianist. So yes, uh, a lot on the fire. These are uh, these are beautiful, beautiful recordings, uh, CDs, and I listen to them uh, repeatedly with great pleasure. Great pleasure. <clears throat> uh, you, uh, you, and uh, you and Francesca Leonardi are just uh, well. You've been together for a long time uh, as uh, musical partners. Yes, we've been played together for eleven years now, and. Uh, that means we're actually, uh, I was in, in the beginning of high school when we started playing together. So yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And it's difficult to find a musical partner with whom you really feel at ease for so long because it's, um, we practice many hours together and have to rehearse a lot and have to travel a lot together. So, um, we're basically also very good friends now. And if we weren't, that would be hard to cope with, I guess. Oh, absolutely. And it seems to me when you play together, you you almost know what each other is thinking. Your timing is impeccable. Yes, that's true. Uh, that comes with uh, experience and with a lot of practice. And a, lo- a lot of practice. A lot of practice. Um, it, well, that's fantastic. Um, I, I uh, very much look forward. I have tickets for your Reno concert uh, this, uh, this Saturday, which is uh, two days uh, two days from now, uh, just uh, as a disclosure, we're pre-recording this uh, interview so that uh, we can broadcast it Monday. Um, and um, and and I so much look forward to uh, to seeing you. First of all, I haven't seen you since your recent wedding to uh, Daniela, and um, in in Lake Como, that was uh, just a <laughs> spectacular event. We'll discuss that later. Uh, and uh, and I very much look forward to seeing you. Uh, this is uh, this is also uh, I want I want people to know that in addition to being highly skilled, incredibly brilliant, and a, a much sought after uh, a much sought after interpreter uh, of uh, the violin uh, literature, uh, you're also spectacularly beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, <laughs> I think well, maybe uh, maybe I'm biased. <laughs> May, maybe I'm biased, but I don't think so. <laughs> um, Thanks. Uh, I also I also think that this shows uh, very much the effects of uh, of knowing how to take care of yourself. And I also That's very I also interesting in my life, and I'm sure we'll talk about it because traveling so much, it's just so important how how you take care of yourself and what you eat and how much you sleep and how you cope with jet lag and that sort of thing. So yes, absolutely. Yes, it's uh, it, it's. It's so important, and I notice that when I travel, uh, and it's very—it's sometimes it's very difficult to get the kind of uh, decent and wholesome foods that we need. 
um, uh, I, I suspect it'll be difficult in Casper, Wyoming. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you might you might make a, a a request in advance to make sure that uh, uh, that they put the right kind of food in uh, in your um, uh, in your contract. <laughs> yeah, actually, managers usually mention that to promoters that I'm vegetarian, but it really depends where you are. Because, for instance, in China, we have translation issues when I'm there, and so. <laughs> So yeah. However clear you are, I usually end up eating boiled rice for a long time. But yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, my first uh, about ten years in Japan uh, when I was lecturing Japan was basically an exercise in starvation for exactly the same reason. Yeah, they they just didn't understand vegetarian. They they thought that meant like uh, I don't know, fish and chicken. No, exactly. <laughs> and and they told me in China tra- that traditionally. It's actually considered um, almost rude not to give somebody meat because it's like was supposed to be mean. It's supposed to mean you're poor. So they yeah, right. even if you try to, to avoid it, avoid it, they stick it everywhere anyway. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yes, they do. No escape. Francesca, yeah. we're coming up on a, a quick break here, and uh, and we can we can hold that thought and uh, talk more about it after the break. Um, we're talking with uh, Francesca Dago, my niece, and a brilliant young uh, violin uh, virtuoso um, who has uh, who has made a huge impression on the um, on the classical music scene, recording for Deutsche Grammophon, making tours all over the world in some of the greatest concert halls in the world, and um, uh, and and currently in California. Uh, on a concert tour of the United States. Uh, Please stay with us. Uh, This is The Power of Natural Healing. I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is your host, Howard Strauss, and I want to let you know about the special offers we have just for you on the earthing products. The first includes a bed pad, an earthing mat, the earthing book, and all of the accessories you need. Together, these items sell for more than $300, but you can buy them now for $199. To see this kit and all of the Earthing specials, visit our website at gersonmedia.com slash earthing. Again, that's gersonmedia.com slash earthing. If you aren't tuning in to the Health Cure Show, there's something wrong with you. No, I mean there is really something wrong with you. Each week, host Nicholas St. John emphasizes one key word, prevention what you need to do to stay healthy, and more importantly, how. You'll learn about fascinating research and new protocols for health care that you'll want to take back to your doctor, as well as share with your family, friends, and co-workers. Take charge of your health. Tune in Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You 
are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back to The Power of Natural Healing. Thank you for staying with us, folks. Uh, and uh, we're, today we're talking uh, to uh, Francesca Dago, my niece, uh, and uh, Charlotte Gerson's granddaughter, and, and, and Max Gerson's great-granddaughter. Uh, she's a world-class violinist. She plays and tours all over the world. And right now she's on a concert tour of the United States, in California, right now she's uh, st- staying with her grandmother, Charlotte Gerson, in uh, San Diego, um, and I will be seeing her in concert on Saturday. So, um, uh, uh, Francesca, your your first uh, recording with Deutsche Grammophon was the four, uh, 24 uh, Violin Caprice by, uh, by Niccolo Paganini. Is that yes, correct? Um, absolutely. That's sort of been uh, one of the big landmarks uh, in my career. Um, I'm connected to Paganini because um, I was a prize winner uh, in the famous Paganini competition in Italy in 2008. And that opened many doors for me because um, Paganini is a bit the symbol of violin. Uh, for those who don't know, he was a very famous virtuoso violinist and his activity was mostly... Uh, the beginning of the 19th century, and um, he absolutely sort of brought forth a revolution in violin playing and invented many of the styles and techniques that have become become, uh, commonplace and are now the base of of what a soloist has to be able to to do. So he's really sort of the, the first figure in history of music to... Uh, to do my job, actually, so to be a touring soloist, and and he was admired um, by the whole musical world, which at the time, of course, was uh, mostly Central Europe. And so composers like Chopin, Liszt, um, and uh, Schubert Schumann, they all heard him and loved him performing, and so were inspired by him. And uh, being a violinist, he left us a lot of repertoire for violin, and the 24 caprices are uh, 24 short, uh, really, really uh, difficult and very different pieces, one from the other. And uh, I've performed and recorded them, as you were saying, for Deutsche Grammophon. So, and uh, well, by the way, the the CD is available, and also you can download it from the internet if you're interested at all. Um, and I, I really think these pieces are uh, are wonderfully um, intimate, but also extremely Italian, very much linked to uh, our operatic tradition in Italy. So um, some of them are uh, very fast and virtuosistic, and some of them are much sweeter and um, more lyrical. So uh, that is just an amazing collection of small pieces. And, um, yes. It's always been uh, my impression that uh, Paganini didn't think that anything was technically difficult enough for him, and he he performed everything else with such ease that he he seems to have... uh, 
developed these uh, developed uh, piece, the pieces that he wrote uh, to to show off the spectacular technical excellence that he uh, that he was capable of. Well, absolutely, there was nobody like that before him, and uh, I mean, from what contemporaries of his say, he was it was just it was just over the moon playing. It was just incredible. He everybody was gasping and the ladies were fainting and the <laughs> journalists were falling off their chair. No, really, I mean, we, you have these descriptions of the time and they're really funny because, you know, it's all these ladies fainting everywhere. And um, <laughs> so, but apparently we now know by um, analyzing his uh, situation and remains, etc., that he was affected by a syndrome called Marfan syndrome, which affects the connective tissue and um, apparently usually comes with a sort of overgrowth of fingers and toes, for instance. And, well, he didn't play with his toes, but for where his <laughs> fingers were concerned. That, now, his, that would have been something. <laughs> yeah, that would have been even better. But uh, where his fingers were concerned, um, they were incredibly long and flexible. And we know now this was actually due to uh, not very nice... Um, illness, but actually, probably it really helped him technically to uh, bend his fingers and have this agility and flexibility uh, in the connective tissue of, of his fingers, so he was able to do things that for most people are even more difficult, if not sometimes impossible, if, if uh, for instance, for instrumentalists who have a very small hand, because that's also part of this... Um, of this syndrome, he was also very tall and gangly, and uh, uh, and had very many problems. Also, of course, related to this, it, it wasn't not not so simple and not definitely all positive. But uh, for his playing, uh, apparently, it was helpful. And interestingly enough, it seems that Rachmaninoff, uh, the pianist, the great pianist and composer, also was affected by the syndrome. Um, this is, of course, a hundred years later. And uh, he was one of the most, the greatest virtuosos of his instrument too. So what we're dealing with is practically uh, music, very difficult music written by. Effect, actually, somebody who did have a bit of, of superhuman violin power. <laughs> so, 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 so you you were telling me that some people thought that he had actually made a deal with the devil to be that excellent. Absolutely, yes, at, at the time. Well, he actually helped these rumors uh, go around. He liked, he liked the attention and he liked being um, a legend and a bit of a mythological figure. And that's what he became because uh, when he toured, for instance, the first thing he'd do was um, when he arrived in a new city, he'd go play in the cemetery. So you can imagine how, how <laughs> what people thought about that. And, yeah. of course, they did think there was something, uh, you know, mysterious and diabolical in it. But, in fact, he was called the Devil's Violinist. That was the sort of his nickname. But it was actually, if you think about it and if you look at, you know, rock stars today or something, a sort of genius marketing move. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he was the first amazing uh, sort of, self-marketer that there, there was in, the, in our industry and in musical in the musical world so it's such an incredible uh, figure to to look into really and well, let so, me ask you something with with, uh, with your 
uh, with your um, uh, delving into that literature, into his compositions and playing his compositions with what from the outside looks like apparent ease, uh, do, are you ever aware, are you ever f- physically aware of how your uh, your physical attributes compare with his um, when you when you're actually playing the pieces. Well, yes, absolutely. You can um, you can really feel from his way of writing, if not really analyze um, a few of the things I, I was saying earlier. So this incredible ease and agility he had, and also this. Um, the, uh, the the lo- the sort of long fingers and distance he could cover in intervals bec- between one note and the other, which means he could stretch his fingers very right. wide, and so that creates a normal player um, like myself, even if I have uh, good genes, so I have very long fingers myself. But uh, it is it makes it very difficult to stretch um, in the, in the, those positions. So you do very often think of um, how he. Uh, might have done it, or um, you know how 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 this syndrome he had, or something m- might have helped him, or uh, or just trying to find solutions around the problem to actually play the music he wrote because it's actually pretty obvious. And one of the things in playing his music is is just you're actually totally constantly battling with um, with these uh, incredible difficulties and. On a technical and physical level, it's uh, just really also a muscular level. So it's a bit of a workout, and that's why you also need lots so so much practice because you're actually um, making your body get used to reproducing something that's actually really tiring and 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 difficult. I think I always compare it to sports actually because you know practicing is like. Um, you know, doing your your sport. If you're supposed to do something that's very hard, and uh, you have to be absolutely up to it physically, and so you have to maintain that sort of capability, and that's what practice is for, and that's why it's so important. And and musicians um, often don't pay attention to their uh, to their intake to their food, uh, and so musicians very often uh, um, fall by the wayside because of illness due to uh, due to not paying attention to their food. Yes, not only uh, where it's a very difficult job in that respect because we also deal with nerves. So uh, when you have to perform, we some, some colleagues and uh, lots of musicians in general have a very bad relationship with food because you either sort of want to eat um, too much on a, in a nervous sort of way before you play or you don't to stay alert when you play so then you jump on to junk food or whatever is open any restaurant that's open after the concert mm-hmm. which is basically mm-hmm. nothing except the really bad stuff so um, it is very dangerous and that's not to mention uh, people who have nerve problems and uh and so start doing either drugs or alcohol or anything to help cope with this, which is actually, um, unfortunately, really common to whoever sort of has a life on stage. Um, so uh, it, it's, it, but it's so important to, to have control over over your body in that sense. And actually, I found 
in time and actually chatting to colleagues and um, that there are some tricks, for instance, that help you uh, cope with uh, with the stage and without, you know, having to, uh, w- without losing control over what you're eating. For instance, one is it sounds almost funny, but it's something that actually uh, any musician now knows and is really helpful is to eat a banana right before you go on stage because... Ah. Uh, because bananas, of course, it'll it'll uh, get your blood sugar a bit up, but it actually also contains lots of potassium, which helps absorb the excess sort of adrenaline and feeling of nerves, and so actually relaxes you before going on stage, and it really works. The other thing that sort of does that is chocolate, but I think we definitely yeah, we can we banana. can <laughs> well, yeah, banana banana is probably better. We uh, we're coming up on another uh, short break here, uh, Francesca. Uh, I would like to ask you to hold on to the all uh, hold on to that thought we'd uh, like to talk about your health more and that of other musicians um, this is Howard Strauss your host for the power of natural healing we're talking with Francesca Dago uh, my niece at a world-class violinist uh, right now on tour in the United States uh, and uh, visiting her grandmother Charlotte Gerson uh, and uh, in uh, in San Diego so we'll be back right after this short break this is the power of natural healing Uh, I'm Howard Strauss, your host. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. We all want to live a healthy, vibrant life. With so many toxins in our world, it becomes an uphill battle. Inflammation is the premise of all disease and comes from four sources of toxins. With a proper understanding of toxins as well as proper detoxification and nutrition, disease can be avoided. Tune in to Whole Healthy Living with Sharon Brennan and learn how you can live a clean, whole, and healthy life in a toxic world. Start your journey Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, folks, to the power of natural healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, we're brought to you by Gerson Health Media at gersonmedia.com, where we invite you to look in on our uh, great offerings, um, testimonials, booklets, documentaries, uh, information you can use today to improve your health and, uh, and your well-being and uh, to keep yourself and your family healthy. Uh, tell your friends about it, too. Let them know. So we're talking with uh, Francesca Dago, uh, my uh, my niece who lives in Milan, uh, with her uh, with her new husband, uh, Daniele Rossioni, whose wedding their their wedding I went to uh, last uh, June, June thirtieth, and it was what a spectacular event because of its uh, proximity, maybe forty five minutes by train to Milan, uh, Lake Como, which is where the wedding was. I. Uh, uh, the um, and and because of who uh, who who um, uh, Francesca and her husband Daniela are in the music world, uh, about a third of the guests there were uh, opera stars from La Scala, <laughs> the top of the opera world. Uh, pretty amazing. It was it was a fantastic experience, and uh, I'm just so glad I made the trip. Um, so, uh, so, um, Francesca, you, uh, you have played at some very interesting, uh, interesting concerts, uh, in, in your, in your career. Um, because, because of who you are, because you are, uh, highly skilled and highly sought after, um, and highly recommended, uh, you've, you've played in some very, uh, very wonderful venues, like, uh, in Israel, uh, at, uh, either, what is it, Jerusalem or Nazareth, uh, at, uh, at Christmas time? Uh, you, you've, you've played there? Yes, I, I played in Jerusalem for Christmas and in Bethlehem, um, at, uh, the Nativity Church. Ah, and These were concerts for life and peace. And then I also played in Tel Aviv Opera House um, during the war with Lebanon in 2006, which was a um, highly emotional moment also for the orchestra that's based was based in the northern part of Israel in Galilee, where um, part of the bombings and attacks and um, um, and, so, and the war was actually happening. So it, it was actually incredible to be there, and I was invited to play with Shlomo Mintz, one of my mentors, and, uh, of course, Israeli violinist with, of Russian descent. And so I performed with him at the Beta Opera in Tel Aviv, the Opera House, and uh, that was one of the most amazing experiences in my life. And actually, to see how people... Uh, really wanted to go out and go to a concert anyway in such a difficult moment really shows us, first of all, how fortunate we are really um, when living in, in peace and uh, at least where we are living and how how amazing people who actually have to cope with this 
um, can be. And the interesting thing is I, uh, in recent years, have even gone and played in Lebanon, so on the other side of the border. And uh, it's just ridiculous to see how art is really the same and brings happiness and um, to to everybody and seeing just normal people on the other side and how much they even enjoy, you know, the same music and just to think that um, they're out there killing each other often is, is just horrendous. And this, of course, is part of my, so our family history uh, very much so and uh, that bring me, brings me to other incredible concerts I've been part of uh, in Rome and these were concerts uh, uh, with the Violins of Hope. Okay, so this is a, a beautiful project um, that has taken um, Israeli violin maker part of most of his life to uh, put together and he's been collecting and looking for uh, violins uh, that were somehow part of the Holocaust. And so he's found them in Russian and American uh, army deposits and in museums and with uh, offspring of uh, Holocaust victims. And also uh, there's even one of them that was with... Um, a French uh, farmer because it was thrown out of one of the cattle trains that was going to a camp. Oh it was God. thrown out of the train because its owner wanted to save it somehow and threw it out of the window. So, I mean, these are just the most incredible stories. And so this um, Israeli uh, violin maker, Amnon Weinstein, uh, started looking into these stories and finding these violins, which were all, of course, in pretty bad condition. So he started, of course, restoring them and um, getting them back into shape. And he's been organizing these amazing concerts worldwide, and uh, I participated in the ones in Rome in 2014 and 15. And so I actually performed on these instruments. And I have to say, um, I, I can't really imagine anything uh, more emotional and, and sort of profound as feeling because for a musician, for a violinist, um, the violin is one's voice. So to actually perform on instruments, uh, you know, of people who aren't here with us for such horrendous reasons. And so it, it's, it's, it's the closest thing to actually for me to actually speaking with them and meeting them that we can imagine because it's not even like photographs or inanimate objects of some type. It's really like hearing their voice because the violin keeps sort of some of the vibrations of the person. This is something physical. It's not actually some supernatural uh, talk. It's actually, uh, it's been proven that the violin vibrates for many years in a certain way if it's played in that certain way. So if the last person who's played it for many years, um, you know, it's going to have their sort of uh, print on it sound wise and this is just amazing so yeah this was a, another amazing concert and of course was connected also to the fact that um, uh, my my mom's family so of course uh, the Gerson and Strauss uh, family lost so many people in the Holocaust and um, so the calculation was to about over 40 and so this it was just one of the most incredible things in my life to actually um, feel 
so so close to uh, to other victims, to music musician victims. And if you think that often these people were actually kept alive because they could play an instrument, and then were made to play it and to perform in the camps um, and during the most horrendous things, you know, seeing the most horrendous things, and they were sometimes performing performing for uh, the SS at their parties, but sometimes performing. Um, sort of while the workers went to work or went to the gas chambers. So, I mean, it was just so uh, much <clears throat> into also this part of, you know, uh, the music. Uh, I saw a recording, I saw a recording of you, uh, playing one of those, uh, playing one of those pieces in Rome on, on one of the, one of those violins. And for, for one thing, uh, you made it, you made it sing. You made it lament almost. It was, it was, it was so amazing. That uh, I was I was in tears. I, I literally was in tears uh, watching uh, watching and listening to you play. It was so moving. And then at the end of your performance, you didn't you didn't just uh, uh, put the violin down and take a bow. You held the violin out in front of you as an offering to the uh, to the audience of here. That's this violin represents to me that. The, the horror and sorrow of the camps. And that, that's what it said to me. And God, I was a mess after that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was for me. It was just so moving to, to play that. You can imagine. I mean, it, it, to listen to it, but also to actually be on a concert stage. So you have also the responsibility of your professional work. You know? Absolutely. But actually having to perform on, on an instrument like that. It was, it was just amazing. And, um, these instruments, actually, some of them, like the one I held out, uh, have uh, small stars of David or, David or little carvings on them, Jewish carvings that the owners at some point made or was the, or people used to make at the time. And uh, because lots of these instruments before the war, for instance, were used to perform klezmer music, and so um, they, there's this really strong Jewish identity. Uh, in the actual instruments before they went through this horror. So, so uh, you know that that must that must have been just tremendously satisfying for you to uh, to to be invited to play there. Well, yes, I think finally, I mean, we're seeing just always more. Um, I mean, people actually really coming to terms with with this tremendous horror and. If anything can help in giving us sort of even, I would say, positive um, message for the future. This is this kind of concert because for once you're not concentrating on the horrible and uh, tragic side full of misery, but you're actually... Um, making a part, you know, the, the sort of testimony of these violins sing and make beautiful music and so do what they were actually made to do uh, in the first place before, mm. you know, their sort of nature was um, was ruined like that so much. So I thought, I thought this was such a beautiful and positive um, idea and concert and, and sort of life's work by this violin maker who really without making any money, you know, just get his whole life has been hunting down these instruments and preserving them and um, 
looking after them and restoring them. And I thought that was just as moving as everything else, you know. Very wonder, very wonderful work, and um, yes. and and I, uh, I I'm, I'm just so proud of you, uh, having having basically connected with that on a very deep level. Um, we're coming up on yet another break, our very last break this time, a short break. Um, and uh, I'd like to talk about uh, health issues after the uh, after the break, and uh, that uh, experienced by performers and musicians, uh, both both vocal and uh, instrumental, uh, and um, and and how you maintain your good health. So. Um, uh, this is Howard Strauss, uh, your host for The Power of Natural Healing, and we're talking with my niece, Francesca Dego, uh, a resident of uh, Milano, Italy, and um, uh, and a world-class violinist on currently on concert tour in the United States and staying with her grandmother, Charlotte Gerson, uh, in San Diego, California. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, gersonmedia.com, and uh, we invite you to stop in and look at the incredible offerings that we have there, uh, both free and uh, for purchase. Uh, and um, the 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 books by Charlotte Gerson, by the way, uh, to announce that we'll we'll talk about that uh, after the break. This is Howard Strauss. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power of Natural Healing with your host, Howard Strauss. To be a part of our discussion this week, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at gersonmedia.com. And now, back to The Power of Natural Healing. Welcome back, folks, to The Power of Natural Healing. This is Howard Strauss, your host. We're brought to you by Gerson Health Media, publishers of uh, 
books about uh, uh, maintaining, recovering, and and uh, spreading your good health uh, to your family, to your neighbors, to your neighborhood, and to the world. Um, this is information that you can use now, and that's uh, that's our job. Our job is to get you information that you can use today. So we're talking to uh, Francesca Dago, my niece, uh, a world-class violinist who is on tour in the United States right now, uh, and uh, who is uh, and who is on her way uh, to doing it. Uh, she, she's later on. She's going to be doing a tour of uh, Japan and China, and which is kind of coincidental because uh, about that time, about the same time. Uh, the uh, the Chinese translations, two tra- two Chinese translations, one for external Chinese uh, outside the mainland, uh, that's in classical Chinese, and one in simplified Chinese, which is for Chinese uh, population inside the mainland, are going to be coming out the <clears throat> the uh, classical Chinese in about a week from now. That would make it the end of January 2016. And um, and the uh, simplified Chinese for internal uh, to mainland China uh, people uh, that will be coming out in approximately end of March, early April. Well, end of March, early April. Uh, uh, at uh, Francesca, you're going to be in uh, China. Yes, absolutely. I'll be touring China um, as usual. The Chinese have very sort of. Uh, long and difficult tours because they they plan lots of concerts. So I'm basically going to play nine concerts in ten days as Ooh. usual when I'm there. And um, most of the main cities will be going by Beijing too. And this is to launch uh, also the last volume of my Beethoven sonatas for Deutsche Grammophon, which has been rela- released. So yes, it's actually an amazing coincidence that uh, the book is also coming out in China. And one of my first questions, in fact, was. Wow, I mean, they really need it, and I, I hope they'll be a, they, they'll be able to um, use it as much as 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 uh, they should because the situation there um, looks pretty bad. With the population keeps getting uh, bigger, and uh, the air and uh, the industry sort of. Um, not helping to make the air breathable, and it, it, I have to say, well, it's not just if you haven't a, been to China, you don't really, you can't it, really realize how how bad that is. It's uh, not just it's not just the air; it's it's the air, the water, the soil are all yeah. so heavily polluted that it's <clears throat> it's uh, it's on the verge of irreparable. Uh, exactly and, so. And, and so it's going to be very difficult for people to get the right food, even if they know what it is. Uh, still, it's it's whatever they eat is going to be better than what they're getting now. Oh, absolutely, and I th- and the knowledge is so important. I mean, I just see even just myself when I'm there how difficult it is to get something vegetarian to get fresh food. I mean, everything is um, cooked for so so long, and everything that it's not really in their tradition. So it's very important, and um, that they they're actually starting to get this message. And that there's so much interest in Gerson and in uh, natural healing, finally. So um, I think this is revolutionary, and it's going to make a lot of difference. And it has to, because that they're really on the verge of disaster otherwise, health-wise. And so they really, really need it. And um, I see this all the time traveling, and um, I have to say it doesn't get much worse than the situation in China right now. So um, I'm really happy that the, the release is imminent. 
and um and actually traveling uh i'm i'm always glad uh i have the heritage i do and all this baggage about uh knowledge about um staying in in health and maintaining my health while i travel because um being in airports and airplanes and indoors and hotels and concert halls and so often also in contact with um you know lots of other people and so uh germs and public places like concert halls and airplanes and so the the sort of places most people always get ill i'm actually almost never ill and that's and that's probably really mostly because i'm so careful um, when I can, it's hard, but I'm careful at what I what I eat and how um, how I go about looking for food because, um, as I was saying before, musicians tend to sort of jump on the first thing they find after a concert, uh, which will be late, and most thing most places are closed. So um, it's really a hard type of life to deal with. Um, have, it, has, have any of your colleagues noticed uh, that your health uh, is good while theirs uh, is constantly suffering? Well, people I know and who know me well enough to notice that also usually know about my family history, and so we've talked about it, and they actually ask uh, me or my mom for, for advice, and um, this was the case even for my husband uh, right at the beginning of our relationship. He'd been suffering of uh, sinus uh, trouble all his life, but actually really, really bad. I mean, like um, uh, completely blocked sinuses, and he'd had two operations and was constantly on pills for it. And he also was suffering of very bad um, stomach um uh, trouble. I mean, he had sometimes he had acid reflux himself, and and that sort of thing. And so he spoke to to my mom, and I mean, it was just really obvious. She said, you know, for for the breathing and the sinus just trouble, just get com- completely stay away from cheese and from milk, and you know, um, and sure enough, he still today knows that as, as soon as he has a piece of cheese, he'll have trouble breathing the same night. So I mean something so obvious um, for for who you know who actually knows, but um, really made the difference for him for somebody who'd been suffering for, for this reason for all his whole life. So I mean that's just to to show you. And the same thing goes with singers. I mean I've told so many singers to be really careful what they eat because they all suffer from um, acid reflux. Which and which will erode the uh, vocal cords. Exactly, and and so they then have incredible. Um, they have a tough time on stage singing, and sometimes they have to have um, cortisone shots right before going on stage, oh. which, which oh. of course is horrendous. Yeah. And but this is all the same thing because not knowing they'll take the pills, and then after the show they'll go back and eat junk food, right? Because it's the only yeah. thing they can find. So it's just sort of this um, circle. Uh, just never, never ending, and um, and sometimes you just need to break it by um, letting them know that it's actually because of what they eat. Because actually, it's amazing that some singers seem to think they get the acid reflux because of their singing. Yes, and uh, so of course, probably they feel it more, and they're more uh, prone to um, to having pain or having problems in their throat or in their um, in in general, you know, in the digestive 
uh, area, but actually it's, it's, it's just to do with what, what they're eating all the time. And I think this has to do with our life so much. And as I said, my husband also suffered from it and he's not a singer. So that just shows it's, um, it's actually a bigger problem for musicians. Francesca, Francesca, we're coming up uh, on the end of the show. Uh, any any few last words you want to leave people with? Well, I, I was really happy to be part of this, and um, I really I urge everybody to make small adjustments because, as I was saying, everybody's job, everybody's life um, can just get so much better, even just with small steps. And uh, you don't need to be ill, but to be healthy, it's it's just a question of of um, doing your best and and doing the the right making the right choice in what you eat. Thank you so much, Francesca Dago, <clears throat> and thank you for honoring us with your presence. Uh, thank you. This is Howard Strauss, the power of natural healing. Tune in again next week for another wonderful guest, and uh, and and we will uh, and we will um, see you next week, same time, same place. Thank you very much. Stay healthy. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss. Please join us again next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until that time, have a healthy, happy week.